insurance people. It has been a minute and we have a lot to talk about. So let's do this. Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show once again. As always, I'm super excited to have you here joining me on this podcast. Now, of course, if this is your first time listening, don't forget to take down my contact information if you want to reach out to me. And as always, you can contact me at dave at planetoftheagents.com. All right. So if you're a loyal listener, you're probably wondering, where's Dave been? Well, let me tell you that I have been working on a YouTube show so that you can enjoy the podcast both in the format here where you get to just listen to it and also a YouTube show where you'll be able to actually, you know, have a visual and it'll be more like a kind of like a talk show with information about the insurance industry, what's going on, we'll have interviews, all kinds of cool things. I really appreciate those of you who reached out to me and said that that's something you'd actually like to see, and you inspired me, and we're going to do it. All right, so in this episode, I want to talk about so many of the things that have been going on. All right, there is a lot that has been going on, and I can really feel that there are some people out there who are, well, they're concerned about a lot of things going on in the industry, they feel like they're, you know, Things are not as easy as they used to be. Not that they were ever really easy, right? But just that there have been so many things going on and changes with technology and other stuff that in this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the good news and, of course, some of the bad news and things that are both positive and negative. Now, whenever someone comes to me and says, hey, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Well, I think I want to hear the bad news first. That's just me. I don't know. What do you what do you all feel? Let me know when you when you reach out or drop a comment uh, in the uh, in the notes. Oh, and of course, if you are using iTunes or any other app, I would just love it if you click the five stars because that really makes my day. Okay, so as you know, I talk to a lot of insurance agents. I talk to marketing reps, um, a lot of people in the PNC industry primarily. Although recently, what's been interesting is I've been I've been talking to more people who are selling life insurance, disability, and some similar products. Now, if you're a PNC agent, you might dabble in life. But what I find is if you're a life insurance agent, you don't dabble in property and casualty. And it kind of makes sense because the businesses are a little bit different. Actually, they're a lot different if you, if you think about it. The way things are done, you know, the underwriting, the processes, the nature of the clients, all that kind of stuff. And I would actually bet that's why a lot of you are on the property and casualty side, because you wanted to be in a side of the industry where people need your product, right? Life insurance for many people is optional, but in property and casualty, for example, auto insurance is required if you want to drive in, I believe, in most states, if not all states. And if you're a business or commercial insurance agent, every time your client uh, rents a space or they purchase a building, they're going to need general liability. They're going to need property coverage. They might need Inland Marine if they've got some equipment. So that's why I find the property and casualty and PNC space so exciting. I mean, you've got so much going on. So I've been taking down some notes about what I'm hearing people essentially, essentially complaining about and... My thought is rather than just complain, 
we should look at what's going on, look at all the things that have come out, uh, the things that are affecting agents, and what's affecting your business, you know, competition, etc., and figure out, well, hold on, let's say, let, let me reword that. We should ask ourselves two questions. Number one, which I consider the most important question is, what can I do to solve this problem? And number two is, can this problem be solved at all? But you know what? Back that up. We should reverse this. Number one is, can this problem be solved at all? And if you say yes, then we need to jump to step two, right? That's going to be, what can I do to solve this problem or make things better in such a situation? So I'm going to go through a couple things that I want to address that have come up. I've made a list, and these are the top things that I have been hearing about over the last few months as I talk to agents, as I'm working on the new show, enhancing it. And I think it's, it's important we go through them. So, and before I forget, the new YouTube show is going to be coming out. I will uh, do my best to have it as a combination of YouTube and then you know, put the audio here into the podcast. Of course, you can listen to it while you're out in the field, on the road. You know, it's Saturday night. You just want to get together with someone. You're like, hey, let's listen to Planet of the Agents. I even put up a new uh, new logo on there. I'd love to hear what you think about that too. Take a look at the new logo when you look down at your phone or your, your tablet or whatnot. Okay, so number one, something that has uh, come up is competition from the internet is getting more fierce. Whew, that's a tough one. Let's use the two-step question. Number one, can you solve this problem? Well, you can't turn back insurtechs, right? You can't stop more competition coming, but you can do what you can to work within the uh, boundaries and limits and options that you have to make things better. So therefore, yes, this is something we can work with. All right. So let's talk about some sub things I've been hearing about. Underneath this competition from the internet is getting more fierce. What am I talking about? Of course, we're talking about in both personal lines and commercial lines, there seems to be more online instant quoting and binding than I've ever seen before. I mean, I see it all the time. I get constant advertisements pushed to me for quotes, probably because I'm you know, searching for insurance, right? The algorithms pick that up. And then they, they say, hey, you can go to this web page. And it is remarkable how many different companies have some product that can be purchased online. I'm actually seeing it surprisingly more and more in commercial. And I'm a little bit surprised because I would think some of these commercial products need more underwriting. Now, if you're a personal lines agent and you're focused on the auto market, you're used to hearing about the big names. You see them advertise on television. The direct writers are competing with you. The captive companies are constantly advertising on television. I'm seeing ads from companies that I never thought would run ads, too. And that just, that just blows my mind. I'm seeing so many different advertisements. But in personal lines, you already know about that. This isn't new. This isn't something that you know, just happened. So you're probably used to that. But if you're a commercial agent, are you not surprised at how many online companies there are right now? I have seen you know, everything from very, very short-term insurance, right? Like one day. There are some companies that sell insurance for a few hours. And I'm not talking about special events. I'm talking about contractors and a large variety of general liability. It is, it is blowing my mind what I'm seeing. And here's the issue, right? When a customer or a potential customer, or if you want to call them a lead, gets a quote from you, 
you have to gather their data, right? It might be by phone. It might be on your web page. might still be with a fax machine. And what happens there is you have to input all the data. You might have to put it in, you know, five or six different companies, unless you already know which company is going to be the go-to. And then you have a series of underwriting questions. So that process to work with you takes a long time, right? When you go to these online websites, people can get quotes in, in a few minutes. And it seems like they barely have any underwriting. And they, they, they do it in a different way, right? They use like affirmative questions or negative uh, questions, different, different ways to, to confirm things. You might have to answer 20 or 30 or 40 questions or, or I'm going to say the I'm going to say the most negative thing I can, fill out an application. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't get you depressed when I just, when I just brought up filling out an application for insurance. I know for a lot of you it's, it's traumatic. Yeah, believe me, I understand. But the process you have to deal with and the process that a person who goes online has to deal with is it's different. So what can we do about this? Okay. I really wanted to talk about this subject because it's something that I've been thinking about so much. Let's do a little deeper dive here. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what I'm feeling about this whole topic. And and I'm really interested to hear your comments. Send me an email or just share your thoughts with me. I really want to hear what you're thinking. Here's something I'm seeing. And it's kind of, it's kind of upsetting. Okay. There are carriers that you probably want to work with that you have relationships with, right? And they don't have the best software. They don't make it super easy for you to get a quote, but you, you've got profit sharing, you've got long-term relationships, you've got a book of business, you want to keep growing, you want to support them, and you know they're great carriers that might offer a lot of great coverages, and you have all these great features. But you, along with the consumers who are going direct, might also be working with those insure tech companies. A lot of people are, a lot of agents, you know, are getting quotes from those companies. You are in commission from them. So, of course, you know, you're going to, you want to get them in your wheelhouse so that you can quote them when you need to. And the thing is, those companies make it easy to get quotes. Some of them will let you just send a link to a customer. They can just purchase online at three in the morning. Maybe you get the quote, you send the link, and and it's just so easy. But it's not relationship business, right? It's not, you don't have a relationship with the company. You don't have, you haven't been quoting them for 20 years. You don't get profit sharing. You don't have... Um, all of your reps and all the, the things that you you built up, uh, you know, in terms of relationships, and you don't have that same feeling when you sell those other products. But at least you can sell them, right? So there's one of the bright sides, right? There, that's one of the good sides. That's part of the solution, perhaps. The other thing is, I think it's important that we all bring up to our marketing reps and whoever we communicate with at these uh, more established companies that their legacy products are making it hard for us to get quotes. And these new companies are making it so easy to quote and bind that, you know, you're, you're really feeling the pressure to use them. And some of the online companies offer, you know, they offer broad endorsements, they offer enhancements, lots of different coverages. So I think it's important that we bring this up to the companies. I have brought it up a few times. Uh, one company had asked me, what are you doing with a certain type of business? Where are you quoting it now? Why aren't we seeing it anymore? And I said, well, listen, here's the deal. If I want to get a quote from you, I have to you know, gather this information, got to quote it on your website. Okay, that, that part's okay. Then it requires like we have to some sort of electronic signature. The billing process is difficult. It gets billed after the fact, or we have to use our own system to collect the payments, right? There's all these different steps involved. The other companies, they just make it easy. It's like an instant 
click, quote, and bind. And I tell them, I really hope you're going to come out with something like this soon, like like yesterday. Like We need this. So it is something you can manage and deal with. Uh, obviously, you can't compete if someone just goes online and buys a policy themselves. But if you do have some marketing and you are getting quote requests and you are forced to wait to you know get a quote because you have to wait for a bunch of underwriters and applications, you might need to use some of these companies and just have them in in your in your back pocket for when you need to get quotes. Now, if you're not familiar with some of the companies I, I'm you know generically mentioning here, send me an email and I can send you some links. Um, I'm actually going to put this up in the agency resources section too. Uh, if you go to planetoftheagents.com, remember to sign up for the newsletter. That will give you access to the agency resource section. And there you'll be able to, of course, uh, get access to the links that I put on the website. I'm going to put up some of the sign-up links so that you can get access to them. All right. So that's the first thing, right? Competition from the internet and the online instant quoting and binding and Remember, we've got to tell you got to tell the companies what you need. You know, make sure they know what you need to. Okay. Next, uh, this came up a lot from California agents. It's something I hear about a lot, specifically in California, but also in any state that's going to bring up the mileage question. Is that auto insurance is getting harder to quote when mileage is a factor? So, of course, I'm hearing things like. Um, my comp- a carrier is going to send out a letter to like all my customers and ask them to input their mileage information, and they're going to raise their rates. Well, first of all, it's understandable they want to have accurate mileage. I mean, isn't that understandable? And I know that people out there, they put really low mileage when that is a factor because that can affect the rates. And it's logical that they're going to ask for this information. So... Let's go to the two questions. Number one, is, is this actually a problem? Might be the real question, but is this, a, is this an, a situation that you can do anything about? Well, again, I'm going to go with maybe. First of all, if mileage is an issue in your state, if you're in one of those states where you have low mileage discounts or in California, of course, you have mileage just comes up all the time because it's a rating factor. Well, you know, you're going to have to try to use accurate mileage, of course, and, you know. But more importantly, when they send out these letters, talk to them. You know, make sure you're talking to your reps. You have an understanding of what could happen, what's going to happen. Are they going to re-rate people on renewal? Are there going to be, you know, midterm increases? Things like that. Because I'm sure some of you are concerned about prices changing and then getting a call from your customer. One thing you can do to prepare, and I think this is something that people should do as often as they can, is get a report for whose rates are going to change on the next announcement or on the next renewal. So some carriers will be able to give you a report. Let's say you have like a thousand clients, right? All with auto insurance. And you don't know whose rates are going to change until the renewal comes. But some companies can give you a report and say, these, you know, 55 customers are going to have rate increases or decreases. So that gives you like a preliminary information you can use to make a preemptive strike. You can reach out to the customers. And some people will care and some people will not. Of course, that's that's just how it is. So that's one tactic you can use to help smooth anything that might be coming. Additionally, you should, you know, be aware of of what they're going to do. Are they going to send a letter? Are they going to send an email? Because people might be calling you. So you might want to prepare your team or your staff or whoever you have for these potential phone calls. So just it's something to think about. And I understand this mileage question comes up. 
Now, another thing that has come up in again in California, um, and, and this makes sense because remember, a large there's a significant percentage of all insurance in America is actually sold in California. It's a large state; you have millions and millions of people. Um, and this is probably going to come up in different parts of the country as well. And that is going to be brush area homes. Now, this one's a tough one. Okay, I mean, this is oh, this is is a toughie. Okay, now. There were some big fires uh, in the West, California, Oregon, and uh, I'm not sure if they touched Washington. Um, I know the smoke was was flowing over over different states, but oh, this is going to be tough. I have been hearing stories about people who tell me they had a had a client with a, some carrier. The carrier is no longer going to write in that brush area, and now they're getting these quotes from like. Uh, surplus lines, Lloyd's of London, and other companies, and they're they're going from like you know three thousand dollars a year to fifty thousand dollars. I've heard stories about that happening in Bel Air, Beverly Hills, different parts of different parts of Los Angeles, um, you know, the Valley, uh, Porter Ranch, all these different neighborhoods. It is well, that is going to be tough. I think you know you definitely want to make sure. Well, this is what I would do. If you're going to write these homes and you're going to have to deal with this, make sure that you have some options on the table for getting the brush area quotes because it's going to be harder. I think the specialty carriers have also tightened up their restrictions. And it, it makes sense. You know, they're not in business to lose money, right? That's, insurance is there to help people, but at the same time, they're not in business to have extreme risk or, or pure risk, of course. So... This is tough. I would, if you think you have a lot of clients that are going to get canceled, and it's a big concern for you, make sure that you you know who to go to to get the new quotes. You understand the process, right? Because the process might not be online. There's a chance you're going to have to fill out forms, fill out applications. You know, just every time the I say the word insurance application, like I I feel like someone's going to start crying. I, I can't believe how much that has come up in conversation, and I, and I understand it. It's tough. It's tough. But here's the thing. You're going to have to fill out some applications. You'll probably have to let people know their rates are going to increase. Make sure you have a, a, a maybe a script or something written out to explain it to them clearly and easily what's going on in the market. I, well, I have friends I talk to who are surprised. They, they would ask me, you know, hey, what's going on? And I'm not, I'm not their agent or anything. I didn't even get them a quote. Um, they would just say that they got a letter in the mail or they don't understand why they're buying a new home and they can't get a, a, a low-priced quote. I'm like, well... <laughs> Well, there are a lot of things going on. You know, you've got, uh, you don't just have the fires, right? You have the cost of materials and other things to rebuild homes, the cost of contracting, everything's rising. It's tough. So you're going to compound all these factors with a brush area? That is going to be quite a discussion. So I forgot to ask the two important questions, right? Is it something that you can prevent from happening or is it a problem that can't be solved? Well... You can't, you can't necessarily stop what's going to happen in the sense of stopping uh, companies from not writing in certain neighborhoods anymore. But you can do the best you can to prepare for what you're going to have to undertake to get them quotes. Okay. So I think I want to jump into the next topic that people brought up since we're talking about something like this. And that is that I've heard people say, oh, rates are increasing. There are so many factors at play when it comes to talking about rate increases. With those brush area homes, that's a, you know, that's a specific situation related to the brush area, right? There's also always the issues of claim frequency and claim severity. So, okay, 
So it's actually a positive for you a little bit as an agent is that if rates increase, you know, theoretically, you would receive more commission. But in my personal opinion, I don't think any of us want rates to go up so that we make a few more dollars. Because the reality is what you make additionally might be very small as compared to how much you'll have to deal with. And you also want the customers to be happy. You know, you're, you're probably in this business because you want to help people, you want to make them happy, and you do want to find them the best deal you know, while finding a, a good balance of price and coverage. But yeah, rates are increasing. Rates are increasing in auto insurance. Uh, rates are increasing in property coverages, you know, homeowners. I've seen general liability rates increase with some carriers. Uh, some actually shocked me. And I was just wondering how many claims have they had that they had to make these changes. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Obviously, there are also some people who are going to see rate decreases. They have reasons for that, too. You know, there are some people who are seeing decreases. And logically, right, it, it's uh, adjustments are made, different credits are created. Um, they have other reasons, you know, loyalty, et cetera, depending on what state you're in, what rules apply, things like that. But there are a few different things that you can do in the situation where you have a client who's upset about a rate increase. Now, if it's in personal lines, there's a good chance that you have, let me think, there's a good chance that you have a decent amount of carriers where you could requote people. Now, this is going to depend on how many people you have to deal with, right? Do you have a thousand rate increases? Do you have, do you have five or 10? If you have five or 10, it's, you know, it's no big deal. Some rate increases are nominal, meaning they're small, like one or 2%. I mean, there are probably going to be people who are seeing like, you know, 20 or 30% increases sometimes. It's, it's tough. So one thing you can do, of course, is you can actually ask, you know, your carrier reps for some wording and some explanation on how to explain that to come to your customers. I have seen some carriers actually put out infographics. I thought that was very nice. Very good. You know, things you can email out that explain it. Um, do you need to reshop everybody? Well, that might be a personal opinion uh, at your agency on how you deal with that. Some people, again, will see significant increases. Some people think their insurance is going to always go down over time. I'm not sure why they always think that, but I've heard that come up a lot. Like, doesn't my insurance just go down automatically? The answer could be something like, well, all things remaining equal, like there were no changes in the entire industry, in the economy, et cetera. It, it would, could go down because your car is older or things like that. Now, on the other hand, if it's homeowners or property insurance or commercial property, your property might become older, which would mean the risk could increase and the rates could go up, Right. I think it's good to have a few talking points for people that are, you know, honest, straightforward, as clear as possible. Um, here's why rates go up. It's not, it may or not be you specifically. Obviously, some people who have claims, you know, that's different. They might expect their rates to go up. But let's say you have someone who has no claims in five years, it's personal or commercial or whatnot. Have a few talking points for them. You know, listen, these are some of the reasons rates have gone up. This is what the carrier has told us. See if they'll tell you something. See if they'll give you some insights as to what's happening, why why the rates are changing. It, it's good to get it direct from them, right? And then when you talk to people, it helps, you know, calm them down, hopefully, helps relax them. And then you can you can let them know if you can reshop it for them or if you have no options. If you're writing specialty commercial business, for example, you might have no options. And that's tough. You might have only one carrier who writes something, or two, or three, if you're lucky. You know, it depends how specialized it is. And that's something you'll also want to prepare for the conversation. Now, some of you may never actually have any conversations. You might just be sending emails. So just make sure it's clear, concise, you know, informative, you know, helpful. And uh, see if hopefully you'll have some options to give them.
Okay. The next thing that has been coming up that I want to touch on is companies are not keeping up with modern times. And what I'm referring to is the gig economy, things like Airbnb, things like Uber, DoorDash, Lyft, and those types of things. Well, you know, I have heard that quite a bit over the last few months. But at the same time, I'm seeing new endorsements come out from different carriers where they are offering quite a few options for things like that. So this is actually not what I consider a massive problem. So hmm, here's the deal. There are some specific situations where I could see it being a problem because of some customers that, that I've been talking to. I've been talking to some agents. They asked me to get them some quotes. And there are some things that have come up that are pretty difficult, like starting your own gig economy company, right? Not just not just driving for Uber, but starting a competitor, things like that. Yeah, that's going to be tough, but that's that's like any specialty business. But if you're dealing with customers, particularly in personal lines, who participate in the gig economy, check with your carriers, see who has the different endorsements available. I, I'm seeing it a lot lately. I've seen it in different marketing emails. I've seen it, uh, you know, in, in different places. And I think that that's not as big of a problem as when I first started hearing people mention it a few months ago. So I did want to touch on that. Now, yesterday, someone called me and he said to me, Dave, I feel like this industry is all doom and gloom. It's just, it's just so much negativity. And I get it. And he had said to me, every time I get an email or a phone call, it's just negative. That's a tough one to deal with. I have also uh, done work in the travel industry, right? I've mentioned that before. And the interesting thing about that is there's so much positivity. Now, here's the thing, though. That industry, with everything that's been going on in the last two years, has really been struggling, right? So that did not feel so positive. But insurance seems to be thriving. A lot of people I talk to have good news. They tell me they're doing well. They're selling a lot of policies. Renewals are strong. Some people have said they made more money than they did in the previous year. That's wonderful. Did that coincide with additional stress? It's possible. In fact, it might be likely. Yeah, when people reach out to you, particularly if they're calling for customer service, it might not be very positive. But it's important to keep a positive attitude. Keeping a positive attitude can make every day better. And there are things that you can actually do to receive positivity from your clients. For example, you could send them a survey after they uh, receive customer service, right? Whether it's on the phone, whether it's by email, and you can ask if they have any compliments for the team or if they have any concerns or if they have any suggestions. And you might find that people actually send you a thank you letter or a positive, positive sentiment. And you know what? When I get one of those, it makes me feel great. It's a small thing, but yes, the reality is when the phone rings or when you get an email, especially if it's for customer service, not for necessarily a new purchase, I, I understand. It's usually a complaint or a change that's needed. Um, you might have to uh, break some, some thing to somebody by telling them, hey, here's the situation. We're going to have to switch your carrier because you've changed your situation. Yeah, it can be tough. But... Look at the bright side and look at some of the great things about the insurance industry. First of all, you're helping people, right? 
what you're selling is a product to help people. And I, I would bet a lot of you out there love helping people. And I think that's great. Number two, during the recent times that have been economically tough for some people, insurance has continu- continued and persisted. And I have not heard people tell me that they're, they're quitting because they've lost all their business. I haven't heard that. It could happen. There might be some of you out there, and I, I hope that's none of you. I hope you're all doing really well. I want nothing but the best for you. But just think about it. Like, it's been pretty stable, right? I mean, even when businesses were closed, people were calling for commercial quotes. Like, they're ready to get back out there. They've got that American spirit, right? They want to start a business. That's one of the dreams for a lot of people. And those people who are in business and they're hurting or who had to go out of business, uh, meaning your clients, not insurance agents, well, a lot of them want to make a comeback. And you probably want to be there for them. You know, you were with them for a long time or you know them on some level and you're going to be there for them. And that creates a feeling of positivity in itself. Knowing that you've helped someone you know, get back on their feet, you've helped them find the insurance they need to secure to either you know, rent some equipment, rent an office, rent a restaurant, or to get a car, or whatever it is. And that's really part of the positive side. So when he called me the other day and said, Dave, I just feel like it's all doom and gloom. Well, I bet a lot of us have felt that before. But it's a, there's a lot of good that we do in the insurance field. And it's underappreciated because I don't think people know um, some of the work that you have to go through to get quotes, to get things processed, to get things handled. Uh, rushing things is very difficult. But in the end, what you're doing is you're helping people. And that is what's important. And you should feel great about that. So take a moment and think about that positive side of what you've been doing. Now, like I said before, I have not connected with some of you for a while. And I'm glad to have you back on this show. I'm glad to have you listening once again. I cannot wait for the new uh, YouTube show to come out along with the continuation of the podcast. Don't worry. I will be here for you. Now, you know that I love to get your emails, right? I love your, your comments, your questions. And what I really love is your suggestions for the show. Let me know what you'd like to hear me talk about. Let me know if there's a question you'd like answered. And I just, I just feel wonderful when I get those emails from you. So you can reach me at dave at planetoftheagents.com. Once again, that's dave at planetoftheagents.com. Now, remember, on the website, planetoftheagents.com, you can sign up for the newsletter, which I send once in a while. But what it'll give you access to is a link to my agency resources section where I'm posting things uh, about getting appointments, uh, getting access to new products, um, some insights I have, and things of that nature. All right, everybody. Until we talk again in the next episode, I want you to get out there. I want you to stay positive and feel great about what you're doing. Keep on growing. Keep on selling. Keep on living the dream. Take care, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.